You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. This episode of the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast. Today we talk to Phil Gore. Phil is an introvert. That is, until you ask him about running. Enjoy. Today on Fit Mind Fit Body, I am delighted to introduce you all to Phil Gore, all the way from Western Australia. Hello, Phil. Hi, how are you going? I'm really good. How are you? Not too bad, thank you. Excellent. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. It's been um it's been quite fun. I found that when I um, branch out and talk to more people outside of Tasmania, um, I then get like little pockets of people. So I've had pockets of people in Queensland, some actually some in America, some in the UK. And at the moment, I'm in a pocket of people in Western Australia, which is kind of, it's kind of cool. So you're one of the West Australian pockets. Um, so thank you for joining us today and sharing your, your running story. Tell me, where did you grow up? Have you been in Western Australia since you were born? or have you... Yeah, born in Western Australia. Um, I've been here my whole life. Um, so I've, I've really only lived within probably half an hour of the, the house that I grew up in. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, always always south of the river. Um, and, yeah, I just love it here. It is beautiful there. And having been there myself, I love West Australia as well, especially Perth. It's quite a lovely city, that feeling it's right on the ocean. It has that real ocean yeah. vibe to it I love it yeah I'm a bit further away from the ocean where I am yeah. um, but I've got the the hills out out the back of my place yeah. so I much prefer that yeah that sounds gorgeous especially if you want to run in them which we can talk about yeah. in a minute um, yeah. <laughs> so um when you were at school like actually first did you, did you have any siblings that's it um so I got two older sisters and one younger brother okay so you're kind of a middle kid <laughs> middle child yeah and when you were at school, did you do a lot of sport or just do the stuff that they enroll you in? Um, I was never really into sports at school. Um, yeah, I'm not very coordinated. Um, so, yeah, sort of team sports where I had people relying on me and stuff I didn't really okay. uh, get into. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of why I gravitated towards running because it was just like a solitary okay. thing I could do on my own. Um yeah go at my own speed yeah um and yeah I didn't have like any other teammates or that counting on me to do well I could just yeah do things at my own pace sort of thing um and just sort of grow at my own speed so you did a bit of running at school yeah so it was yeah I I got into um cross country yeah um I was yeah, I was never good at it when I started and I just thought, well, if I keep rocking up toward the training, surely I'll I'll get a little bit better at it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think it was Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays before school had to be there by Oh wow. I think it was seven o'clock or something, which was really early for me back then. Yeah. Um, yeah, just rock up on each of those days and go along to the training and I'd always be that guy at the back of the pack who'd have to start walking halfway through. Um, but I stuck with it. Um, kept going to the training, um, kept going to the races. Um, and then, yeah, so between year eight and probably by the time I got to year 10, um, yeah, by the time I got to year 10, I was, I was probably one of the top in the school. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was pretty happy with that. I was never the top, um, but, yeah, in, in the top sort of four or five people. Um, you, there was always you... someone faster than me and it just, it just annoyed me because it'd be like someone who never went to the training and they just, just have this natural <laughs> ability and I've been working so hard and yeah, still get beaten by those people. But. Yeah, I remember someone like that. I was always uh, like a runners-up person at school as well. Like, a, yeah. and then, But the girl who was always faster than me happened to be in the year above me, even though we were the same age. Um, so she left school. So the year she left school, in my final year at school in high school I was like the champion but only because she yeah. left I, was, I yeah. just remember thinking ah oh. anyway you, you can only beat who turns up can't you exactly that was yeah. funny um why do you think you 
even though you weren't getting, especially in the beginning, and you said you were kind of always coming at the back, what kept you going? Was it something that they you had to do because you, know, you had to do some kind of sport at school? Or was uh, it that there was another reason? Yeah, we didn't have to do it. Um, but I just thought, I don't know, I just thought that running is something that I would like to be good at. Yeah. Um, and okay. yeah, if I want to be good at it, I've got to just keep working at it. Wow. Um, and yeah, and I, I did notice improvements. And when you notice those little improvements, it makes it easier to, to keep mm-hmm. to keep turning up and, and mm-hmm. coming along. So yeah, I might have struggled at the at the training sometimes, but then you know I'd go to the race and I'd I'd place in the top three at the race, and yeah. that gives you like a, a really good feeling of achievement. Absolutely. So then you go and you work harder at the training, and yeah, it just sort of grows from there. And so, did did you do you remember getting much um, like I don't know if kudos is the right word, but recognition from like your family and your classmates and the teachers and things uh, when you sort of yeah. got in that top five or started yeah, getting so some we results? Didn't, we didn't have Strava back then. I didn't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my watch only just told the time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was a stopwatch. It didn't tell me distance or pace or any of that. Wow. Um. But because we had the little races at school, you'd get your name put up on the mm-hmm. notice board with like the rankings and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, you get people come up and like congratulate you and things yeah. like that. Um, but for me, it wasn't really about that. Um, I just, yeah, I was there for myself to yeah. to improve my own my own um, abilities in, in in the running. So, so do you, do you feel like you're kind of goal driven or that motivation? You know, that you decided you wanted to be a runner of some sort. And, yeah. and so that was a goal in itself and you wanted to do as well as you could in that. Is that even as a child, is that what motivated you, do you think? Yeah, so I, I am a very goal-driven person, a very yeah. stats-driven person. Mm-hmm. So every time I, I do my runs, my training runs, my races and all that, I do like to look at the breakdown on Strava and, yeah. you know, see where I went well, where I can improve. I um, like to compare, like, how I've done in that race to when I've done it, like, the previous years. Um, just comparing my training runs so I'm very I'm a very like numbers oriented person so yeah. I love all that data yeah and then seeing that um, increase I, I guess encourages you to keep going yeah, too doesn't yeah, it like improvement just, just constant improvement um, yeah. so like parkrun for example you, you've got all your history of parkrun on the website and I like to look on there and see what my times were like seven years ago compared to yeah. now and you can look at the graphs and see the growth um, so yeah, that's really cool. Um, that just depresses but, me when I go look at my park run seven yeah, yeah. eight years ago, nine years ago, and then look at it a recent one. I'm like, oh my gosh, what happens? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I do. I, I've more recently I've been focusing a lot more on like the experience and the journey yeah. of running uh-huh. um, because it, it's all well and good to have goals, but yeah, if you're not hitting your goals, then you yeah mm. you're not going to enjoy it as much. So yeah, um, just having nice places to run, running with, um, you know, great friends, um, entering epic races and things yeah. like that. So yeah, as much as I am about the numbers and like to do well, um, I'm also trying to make it more about the experience and the mm. journey. In yeah, the I love that. Mm. So you're at school, you're a pretty good runner. You're getting some results, which is great. And then did, did you go on to university? What did you do as school rounded up for you? Yeah, so finished up at school. Um, I did go to uni for a semester and mm-hmm. I was studying exercise and human movement. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed the course, but I just, I couldn't see myself being at uni for another four years. And the jobs yeah. that it kind of got me into, it wasn't really what I wanted to do. So I thought I'll take, I'll take half a year off and decide what I want to do. Yeah. Um, but then in that time, I ended up working full time. Um, so, yeah, I was working at Domino's part time. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the opportunity came up to be a manager. And I ended up working at Domino's for about 10 years. Oh, wow. Um, as a manager. Um, and then during that time, my running kind of took a back seat. Yeah. Um, Domino's was very, like, I had, I had to do a lot of hours there. Uh, I'd work five, six, seven days a week. Yeah. Um, in yeah, that management role mm. 40 and 60 hours mm. so I just had no time for running mm-hmm. um I'd run every now and then but it just it was very sporadic it might just be yeah. like yeah one day I wake up and be like oh yeah I feel like going for a run today and I've gone to like 3k's or something yeah or I might sign up for the city to surf 
Um, and then I'd be like, well, I should probably do some training for this. So, you know, a couple of weeks before the, the event, I'd, yeah. you know, maybe do two or three sort of three to four K runs and be like, yep, that's enough training. I can go and run 12 Ks now. <laughs> and you were young. So, you probably got away yeah. With it. <laughs> yeah. And I think because I had done so much running in high school, there was always that base level of fitness there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so muscle memory going. isn't there too with that with running yeah. I found that yeah. yeah so I could just sign up for a 12k and go and run it with only three training runs yeah. I wouldn't do as well as I used to but mm. you know I was, I was getting out there and doing it yeah um so yeah and then it wasn't until I left Domino's um got a job as a firefighter yeah and then I had I had a really good roster with them so I went from working like six days a week mm-hmm. to doing uh, four days on four days off um and so i had all this free time and yeah, yeah picked up running again and wow um yeah just sort of grew from there so when you say you picked up running again was like there a race or was it because i mean i imagine i don't actually know many firefighters but i know you know people in the community think they know about firefighters and that they have to stay pretty fit. And one of the things you guys do when you're waiting for a fire to happen or a call out or a car accident or something is you doing stuff to try and stay a bit fitter or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> we get yeah. this picture of what firefighters do. So, yeah. That's part of the reason I picked up running again as well is because I wanted to do something to, to keep myself fit. So I did try yeah. a few different things. Um, I tried boxing. I tried um, rock climbing. Um, yeah. Things like that. They're all like, fun things to do and mm-hmm. enjoyable things to do but you always need someone to go with like if you're yeah. doing boxing you need a partner if you're doing mm-hmm. rock climbing you need someone to manage the ropes for you yeah um so running was just something I didn't have to travel anywhere to do I could just leave my front door and go for a run and come back didn't need any specialized equipment except for like a good pair of shoes um and yeah it's just something I could do at any time like on my own didn't yeah. have to sort of pre-organize it um and yeah so being in the forest we do get allocated gym time each day um so yeah we get an hour or so in the gym and yeah a lot of the time i'll just use that for running i'll go out the front of the station and just run laps out the front of the station oh so Um, you're still a firefighter that's what you're still doing yeah yeah how long how long have you been doing that for i've been doing that for eight eight years now okay yeah yeah and you're finding the running is really helping like support that career uh yeah yeah so yeah it goes it goes very well um with it so obviously yeah, it's a job you need to be pretty fit for mm. um yeah I, I still need to get in the gym and do all that strength work and stuff as well yeah um but yeah the running yeah helps with that base level of fitness so i love that so you started running again because it was going to support your your career which yeah. is pretty cool um yeah obviously i know that it went beyond just going for i don't know a 10k run every week to stay fit and a couple of fives you've branched well beyond that I think beyond what would be necessary to be a firefighter (laughs) the the running that you're doing is beyond that how did how did it happen that you you know you suddenly start signing up for different races how did how did you make that progression um so I did the city to surf in 2014 yeah um and yeah, I've done it heaps of times in previous years, but mm-hmm. it was after that year and I did it and I did pretty well. And I'm like, oh, when's the next race? I want to look for another race to sign yeah. up to. And I, I, I was looking around online on Google and there wasn't a lot of races back then. Um, but this thing kept coming up, this park run thing. And I'm like, oh, I'm not sure if that's quite what I'm looking for. Um, but yeah, I kept trying to find races and couldn't find anything. So I kept coming back to this park run. It's like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's free. It's it's local I'll, I'll go along and, and give it a try and yeah pretty much from the first time I went there I was hooked and when I found out that you you just have to run 50 of them and you get a free t-shirt I'm like oh that's cool I'll just keep going I'll get my get my free t-shirt after doing my 50 runs but yeah by, by that time they've, they've got you hooked and yeah you, you can't really leave park run um so yeah and then it was around that time as well um so I was really happy just doing the short distance, the the five mm-hmm. k's, and I just wanted to get really good at that five k's. And I thought, well, um, if I run five k's every day, then surely, you know, if I stick with that, I'll get quicker at my five k. So yeah, it was at the end of 2014 that I set a goal um, for the following year, for all of 2015, to run 
a minimum of 5Ks every day. Wow. Um, How did that go? So, yeah. So it, it was a little bit um, not physically challenging at the start, but just um, having the discipline to get out there every day. So, you know, be at work all day and then come home and then all you want to do is rest and decide, yeah. well, no, I've, I've said I'm going to run every day. So, yeah. yeah, get up off the couch and out you go. So I think the discipline side of it was probably the hardest bit. But once I kind of stuck with that for like a month, it just it just became normal. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I would, yeah, I'd, I'd branch out a bit more and might do 10Ks mm-hmm. or 15Ks. And I kind of worked my way up to running in my first half marathon, which I think that was probably three months into it. I did my first half marathon. And I'm like, oh, that was really fun. Let's, oh, you know, wow. let's try to do a marathon. Um, and so I worked up to a marathon. And then, yeah, so probably for, for quite a few years, I just sat between that range of a 5K and a marathon. So all the, all the time I'm doing this run streak, the 5K was my minimum, but, yeah, I'd often do do quite a bit more. I was going to ask that, like if, when you, if you were training for a marathon, were you still only doing 5Ks each yeah. day? No, that, that was just my minimum. Okay. So sometimes yeah. people would be like, oh, so if you do 10Ks a day, does that mean you get tomorrow off? And it's like, no, it's <laughs> minimum 5Ks a day. Wow. Um, so even on those days where, you know, just not feeling it, I might have had a really busy day or mm-hmm. yeah, might have been a bit sick or hungover or whatever it was. Oh, wow. It's like, no, I've got to get out there just to get that 5K done. And it, I didn't care about pace. Um, it was just a matter of, of making it that habit that each yeah. day I get out there for a run. And so I have had to stop it a few times um, since. I, I, I did three years in a row solid. Um, and then I have had to stop it a few times since, um, just from injury or, yeah. or something else that was physically preventing me from getting mm-hmm. out there and doing it. It was never, oh, I just can't be bothered today. That's um, amazing. But yeah, each time I've restarted it, I've just said, yeah, just try to stick with it. So pretty much every day I've been able to like physically able to run 5Ks, I've, I've got out there and done it. So That's incredible. So um, I've had Jace Milner, who's a Tasmanian um, chap, uh, who's been yeah. on the podcast he had he did a 2k and he's still doing it i think he's up to six years of 2ks a day at least yeah. minimum like you um yeah. and he said that there's actually like um you probably already hooked up with them like facebook groups or other where there are people doing streak like the streak kind of running all over the world yeah. different types yeah. of it you know whether their minimum is two or five or whatever it is yeah but there was one bloke who'd done i can't i don't know what their his minimum was but something like 50 years <laughs> yeah. he had like 50 years yeah. worth of every day going for a run or whatever distance yeah. the minimum was so, so yeah there is a, a association called streak runners international there you go um, and so once you've been running for um 365 days you can go and you can log your streak on there oh, it's wow. all a, like an integrity based thing yeah yeah um, because yeah people that have been doing it for 50 years they didn't have strava and exactly any of that back then yeah um, and they say for the rules, it's got to be a minimum of one mile. So a lot of people just go and do that mile okay. um, mm-hmm. or mile minimum. So they might do a bit more. But yeah. for me, I, I wanted to set it at 5K mm-hmm. um, just based around that park run thing. I wanted to yeah. get better at my 5K park run. So I'm just like, yeah. I'll just use that as, as my base. There you go. Yeah, that's amazing. So, I mean, you're not planning to stop that anytime soon? <laughs> no, well... I've just had to start it again after my, my big run two weeks ago. So I'm yeah. only back up to day seven or eight. But as I said, each time okay. I'll stop it, as soon as I'm able to start running again, I get yeah. out there and I, and I start the streak. That's amazing. Um, so- there just always seems to be one or two runs a year that just takes it completely out of me. Yeah. And even though I, I try and lace up the next day and get out there, so- I might get like 200 metres into it and just yeah, realise it's not actually going to work and it's probably oh. going to do me a lot worse than good. In, um, I'm glad to hear that in many ways. And we can talk about those kind of runs that you're doing at the moment because people will be like, what? Um, but at least that means you're you're listening to your body as well. It's not just, yeah. you know, I've got to do this streak because I've decided I'm going to do it. Um, and that means more than, you know, whether my body recovers from some big silly event where you could end up, you know, really hurting yourself, I guess, if you if you don't listen to your body while you're trying to recover from some of these other extreme things that you do when it comes to distances Mm, that's excellent so um how did you decide to move away from or not away from but uh go and hit the trails and do these other 
and the, is it the backyard runs and front yard? I don't actually know the difference between a backyard and a front yard. A front yard. I've I only you, yeah. talking to you guys have I even known what the backyard one was. <laughs> They're pretty much the same thing. Um, the, the the front yard um, term was coined because it was like normally your backyard run is sort of done out, um, you know, middle of nowhere sort yeah. of thing. Mm -hmm. um, the front yard was done in the in the middle of Perth, like at oh, Hurston okay. Lake. And oh. so just saying, because it's basically on your doorstep, it's like a front okay. yard. I think yeah. that's kind of where where that comes from. But it it's effectively the exact same, exact same format, exact same race. But more sort of suburban. It's, it's or about, yeah, mm. yeah, mm. yeah. So, so tell me, tell those people who may not have listened to the other episodes, explain what you do in a backyard or a front yard run. Yeah, so basically a backyard ultra, um, it's the brainchild of, a guy called Lazarus Lake, who I don't know if you've heard of the Barkley marathons, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so he he invented the Barkley marathons and yeah, the backyard ultra is another thing concept he's come up with. Basically, um, you run a six point seven one k loop mm -hmm. on the hour every hour. So if you finish that loop in forty five minutes, you have fifteen minutes to rest before starting the next one. Mm -hmm. So if you miss the cutoff, then you're out. Um, if you yeah if you fail to start the next the next hour um or you just choose to pull out um yeah then you're out and basically you just keep going until there's only one person left so Ouch. you might get maybe 20 or so people get through the 24 hour mark wow. and then by 36 hours that might be down to five people um but yeah it, it basically goes on as long as there's two people and once the second last person drops out, the last person just does one more lap. Wow. So, yeah, it, it can go sort of anywhere between, say, 24 hours and the world record is, is 90 hours. No. Um, That's so it all, it all depends on, on who turns up on the day and, uh, yeah, who can, and, who can keep pushing each other. And you said it's 6.7, is that right? Yeah, so yeah. 6.71 Ks. So over oh, 24 so. hours, that's 100 miles. Ah, so I was going to ask you, how did they come up with 6.71? Like we all know a marathon is whatever that is, 24. <laughs> yeah, it's 42.1, whatever, 195. Yeah. Um, but we all kind of have that drilled into our heads. And I'm like, how come it's 6.71? And there's obviously relating to miles, did you say? over? Yeah, so it's 100 miles in 24 hours. Okay. Um, and I think it's just a really good number because you can't, um, it, it's to do 6.7 Ks in under an hour, it, it's pretty achievable for most people. Yeah. But at least one the challenge or two is when you just keep turning up hour after hour to yeah. keep continuing that. Yeah. So if you had it like, I don't know, say it was 10 Ks, for example, in an hour, yeah, that would knock out a lot of people straight away because mm. yeah, they might not be able to finish the 10 Ks in, in mm. one hour. Um, and then if you had it any shorter than 6.7 Ks, like say it was 3 Ks, it, it just might never end. Because yeah. you, could run, you could run 3 Ks in 15 minutes and have 45 minutes to sleep. Um, and, yeah, so I, I think the 6.7 K um, or 100 miles in 24 hours just yeah, works out to be a really convenient number. So how did you decide to get into this crazy event? Um, so I'd never been much of an ultra runner. Um, but I had done, me and my friend, um, who's actually the, um, the owner of the Ultra Series events in WA, um, we went out and we did um, 24 park runs in 24 hours, under 24 minutes each. Okay. So it's a similar kind of concept, but this was before I'd even heard of the backyard. But yeah, basically we, we went around Perth and we'd run a park run in 24 minutes, get in the car, drive to the next one. And we didn't have anything set, like we need to start each one on the hour. It was just like, we'll run one, drive to the next one. And we, we had like a rough guide of how long travel yeah. would take and all of that. Um, and I, I don't know, I just, I really enjoyed that. And it's, for me, it was a lot easier than running 120 Ks. Because mm. um, if you said to me, oh, let's just go run 120 Ks in one day, I'd be like, oh, that's a long way to run. But breaking <laughs> it up into those, little 5k blocks yeah. it just made it really manageable yeah and I thought that that'll be a really cool challenge to do um and it, yeah just sort of 
I, I love um, I love parkrun and I've you know been to all the parkrun courses. So I just thought it was just a really interesting way to mm. do that. So then when the backyard ultra was introduced to WA, I'm like, oh, that's a very similar concept to to what we did. The only difference being there wasn't really a finish line. It wasn't like yeah. oh, we just need to do this for 24 hours. It was like, well, you can do it for 24 hours, but then it might keep going and going. So yeah, when I when I heard about that, I'm like, yep, sign me up. That sounds like something I want to do. Wow. Um, and I, I yeah, I, I went into that with the idea of, yep, I know I, I should be able to get to 24 hours because I've done something similar to that before. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just gonna hang on for as long as I can. I, I don't want to be someone who's who's going to quit or just pull out. Um, as long as I can get to the finish line of a lap, then I'll I'll get to the start line of the next one and just wow. yeah, see how far I can go. And what have you managed to achieve in these crazy races, crazy events? Yeah, so on my first one, I did 39 hours and that got wow. me runner-up. Wow. And then so from that point, I just I really got the hunger for the event and just wanted to do better um, and I wanted to be the last one standing. So coming into that one, I never thought I'd, I'd be in a chance for even the top 10 because I wasn't mm. really an ultra-runner at that point. But then, yeah, when I kind of got so close to, to winning it, um, I, I was pretty broken at the end. So oh. yeah, there probably wasn't much of a chance of me winning it. But just, yeah, getting getting that runner up, um, it just gave me that hunger to, okay, I came so close, I want to try this again. Yeah. So then the, the next event, which was Herdy's Front Yard, um, yeah. which is probably, I think, six or nine months later, um, I, yeah, I'd focus a lot more of my training and stuff towards that and ended up doing 48 hours, mm-hmm. uh, which was the Australian record at the time. Oh, sorry, the Australian record was 46 hours. Yeah. So I broke it with 48 hours. Awesome. Um, and, and got last one standing. Um, and That's so amazing. since then I've broken it again. I've done a 51-hour um, event, um, which Whoa. is the current Australian record. <gasps> and, yeah, I've done another one at 38 hours, which – which I won, and a 50-hour one, which I won. How do you keep going in those kind of events? I imagine there's a period you get to after, well, I'm thinking after four or five hours, but probably after 24 hours where it's just like you haven't had much sleep. And how do you do that? I think the middle bit's the hardest, um, sort of around the 24 to maybe 36 or 40 hours. Um, the, The beginning bit, you're all nice and fresh. Um, you know, you've got big goals and you, you're not really hurting too much. You've got a lot of other runners on course to talk to. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a very much social event. Um, but then you get to the middle and yeah, you start to hurt a bit. You start to get a bit of boredom creeps in and mm-hmm. you're just like, why am I doing this? You know, to get to, um, you know, that 50 hour mark just seems, still seems so far away. But then as you get closer to that, um, yeah, you get to like that that 40 hours, you start getting closer to that 50 hours and you start to pick up again because you're like, oh, I'm getting close to my PB here. I'm getting close to a new record. And, yeah, you, you kind of get that, you know, that new en- newfound energy to, to keep wow. pushing on. And, yeah, you just get, you know, everyone coming down and supporting yeah. you and cheering you on and you, it just creates that atmosphere. And, I don't know, I just really... You've been addicted it. to that. Yeah. <laughs> I, imagine, I think, who was it? Just Actually, it might have been Simon who described that, um, you know, even if you're the one of the people who pulls out, you know, at some point, because everyone pulls out apart from the person who wins, I guess, the last person standing, you just then join the uh, the crowd of, of supporters and, and cheering on the people who are left yeah. in it. I think it's quite a yeah. unique event, really, in that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Apart from these crazy uh, backyard and front yard ultras, <laughs> what are, are there other um, ultra events that you've participated in the last few years? Yeah, so I do the 24-hour runs yeah. as well. So that's just basically running as, as far as you can in 24 hours. So there's no, um, like, force breaks like mm-hmm. there are in the in the backyards. Um, it's, you can rest when you want. You can run when you want. Um, run as fast or as slow as you want, just as yeah, just as as far as you can go in 24 hours. Um, so yeah, I've done 
uh, the, an event in WA called the Light Horse Ultra. Mm -hmm. So they have a three, six, 12 and 24 hour option. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've done the 24 hour, hour option twice and I've done the 12 hour option um, twice. Um, so my best for the 12 hour is 136 Ks and my best for the 24 hour is 255 Ks. Gosh, that's um, a long I've, way. <laughs> yeah. I've um, just recently come like two weeks ago, I competed at the Canberra Track Invitational, yeah. um, which is a 24 hour event, but it's done on a 400 meter athletics track. Yeah, I've timed uh, those, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've yeah, been so, a couple of those in the past. Yeah, mm -hmm. people, the first thing people ask me like that, like, don't you get bored or don't you get dizzy? Yep. <laughs> ground. But ground. for me, I don't know, I think, I think I'm just really suited to those loop sort of formats. So yeah. whether it's a 400-metre loop or a 6.7-kilometre uh, loop, um, for some reason I just, in, in some ways I find it easier because I can just sort of zone out. I don't need to worry about, um, navigation or you know I'm not mm. getting any surprises with you know hills or elevation or yeah things like that I can just sort of zone out and just you know do my thing focus on the running yeah um, and it's not as overwhelming a distance to think of so if um, so that the one just gone around 250 k's which yeah. I don't know if you know WA that well but it's probably about the distance from Perth to Margaret River yeah. And if you said to I me, do. oh, do you want to run to Margaret River? I'd just look at that and be like, oh, that's a long way to go. <laughs> and from the very first step, I'd just constantly be thinking how far away Margaret River is. Yeah. Um, but with a track ultra, you're not getting that concept of distance in your head. Mm. It's just the time thing. Um, and, yeah, so a 400-metre track, all you need to worry about is running that 400-metre loop yeah. and you're not getting overwhelmed with such a big distance. And the bathroom is every 400 metres and the your aid station is every 400 yep. metres, yep. if not That's sooner, it. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really handy. So you've, you've got the crew tent set up there. And so if I needed something, I'd run past the tent and I'd have about enough time for like three or four words to get out. Yeah. So I'd be like, have my rain jacket ready. And then I come, <laughs> come past on the next lap and then I have it ready for me. And it's like, oh, I don't need it yet. Do the next lap. And uh, yeah, it might be something like... Uh, you know, I need an LCM or something like that. And then, yeah. yeah, next time I come around, I have the LCM ready for me and I can grab it. So That's great. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm doing each lap in about two minutes. So even if it takes, you know, a couple of laps to actually get my message across of what I want, I'm not using up that much time. Yeah. And um, so for those of you who really don't know, you get to turn around and go back the other way every two hours, or at least that's yeah. the ones that I've been so involved every, in. Every four hours you change direction. Okay. And it was really weird the first time I changed direction because it just, it just felt, uh, yeah, it just felt really odd to be running the opposite Un direction. Unwinding. Even in all my training that I'd done on the track, all of my training on the track had been done in that anti-clockwise direction. Oh, oh no. Um, just because you have other people using yeah, the yeah. track as well yeah. and you don't want to be going mm. contra flow. Yeah. I, um, it is better to change, like you change for physical reasons as well, like that, the yeah. um, having too much pressure on the inside leg and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. it. But it was also a big... Um, sort of mental boost as well like each time you change direction it's like well that's another four hours down yeah, and it, it kind of gives you something to look forward to like oh I just need to run for another 20 minutes and then I'm going to change direction yeah. and it's like nothing changes except the way that you're going around the track <laughs> but crazy. like mentally it feels like you've achieved something so 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 those other ultras the, the ones that aren't track um yeah. how are they what's how's that distance measured if it's not doing going on a track is that... oh, so the light horse is done mm. on a 2.5 kilometer loop okay and that's a mix of uh, bitumen and trail oh, um so it's a bit of a harder surface to run on this is like it's not really a technical trail but you do have mm. like little dips and divots and yeah um, rocky bits and sandy bits mm -hmm. to sort of navigate around um but i think in some ways it's it's a bit easier because you're not constantly using the same muscles yeah um yeah, so you've just got that little bit of variety and um, yeah, different surfaces and, and stuff to run on. So, so is that what you're you're recovering from the one in Canberra at the moment? You said yeah, before? yeah. So that was about two weeks ago. Yeah. So and then I've got Birdie's backyard in three weeks. So I'm hoping to have recovered enough to be able to do well at that. But um, if not, I've, I can still use it as a training run mm -hmm. towards one of the towards one of the bigger backyards. 
So I often ask people um, how they get themselves out the door to train. Now you set yourself up this little um, streak running, uh, yep. which which has been a real pull for you by the sound of it. So that if you're not recovering from an event or an injury or something, is that what gets you out because you don't want to break the streak? Is that yeah, the main pretty much. Thing? I just I just have it in my head that I have to get out for a run each day. So yeah, whether it's pouring down with rain or boiling hot or I'm short on time or I'm not feeling well um yeah. I'll, I'll still get out there and do it so even when I had COVID well I had COVID yeah. I tested positive for COVID I didn't actually feel any symptoms of it oh, but isolating awesome. at home I would yeah. just do laps around my house because mm -hmm. yeah I still wanted to still had to get out there and run and there wasn't mm -hmm. anything physically holding me back from it yeah um but yeah I, I do find it hard to get out for a run if I don't do it first thing in the morning. So mm -hmm. if I do it first thing in the morning, wake up, get my run done. It, it kind of sets me up for the day. Yeah. But if I don't run in the morning and I kind of leave it to the afternoon, I kind of mope around and say, oh, I don't really want to get out there now. Like I can't be bothered. Um, yeah. And, you know, I might've had 10, 15, 20 Ks on the plan and it might be reduced to <laughs> half of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, for me, I'm, I'm, I'd much prefer to run in the morning. Um, I also run to work. So my work is 5Ks away. So oh, I'll run perfect. to and from work every day. <laughs> no way. Um, but yeah, so in the morning, I will, even though it's only 5Ks away, I often take the long way in and I'll do anywhere yeah. between, probably between 10 and the longest I've done before work is 34Ks. Oh, wow. Um, so I sort of do anything between that. Um, and yeah, if I get it done in the morning, then yeah, I just feel good for the rest of the day that, you yeah. know, I've done my big run and then yeah. I'll still run home in the, in the evening mm -hmm. when I finish my shift. Um, but it would just be the direct 5Ks. I won't, I won't yeah. really do anything extra. Oh, wow. So do you have a partner? Yep, yep. So, yeah, married to my wife, Gemma. And um, kids? And she's, yep. Um, and we've got four kids together. Oh, only four. Excellent. Yeah. So, so, I mean, in saying all of that stuff that you're fitting in, plus, you know, your career and all of that running and racing uh, in events, and you've got a bunch of kids as well. So that's obviously yeah. keeps you very busy. I assume you don't have much else going on apart from family stuff and running and work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so the, the kids are like the youngest one is, is nine now. Okay. Um, so the kids are pretty self-sufficient. They can look yeah. after themselves. They're not at that baby Good ages, yeah. age or anything. And as I said, with, with my runs, I'm getting most of them done in the morning or yeah. on my way to and from work. Yeah. So a lot of the time I'll go and do my 30K run and I'm back at home before the kids are even out of bed. So it doesn't yeah. really cut into my family time too much. That's awesome. Um, and, yeah, they'll, if, I, if I'm doing a big event, um, you know, they'll come along to the event. My wife will crew for me. The kids will kind of assist maybe <laughs> or get in the way but you know we make we make kind of a, a big weekend out of it so how old's the oldest uh oldest is 22 oh wow you don't actually look much older than 22 well, yourself. okay so <laughs> the old the oldest two are stepkids so my wife oh, is cool. older than me yeah and so, nice um yeah already had two kids when we got together yep and then we had two more yeah, that's the same in my family. So, <laughs> I already had two children before I uh, I married my husband. So, there you go. But we've got five, um, and they're all a bit yeah. older than yours. So, <laughs> well, most yeah. of them. Oh, that's cool though. And so, what do the kids think about your running, or they just don't know you're not running, pretty much? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they they probably don't remember a time before I, I was into running. Yeah. Um, but. I think they're just very used to the distances I run now. So like when I said I came back and I, I told them that I'd run 250Ks and then um, I, I mentioned in there somewhere that I'd had to walk a bit of it. And yeah, Zoe, my 11-year-old, she's like, what? You had to walk some of it? But you were running. <laughs> like she just wasn't impressed by it at all. <laughs> no way. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think they're just kind of used to, yeah, 250k is just just a, a normal that's what, run for that's me. what you do um, do they come to park run with you at all uh very reluctantly yeah <laughs> so we go because we go as a family because yeah. me and my wife are eds at the local one mm -hmm. um here at shipwreck excellent um, so we'll all go and even if um we're not running we'll be volunteering yeah and yeah we drag the kids around and get them to do it and 
Some, sometimes I'll get into it, but a lot of the time they're just like, oh, do we have to run? Um, but yeah. I love that. It's, we, um, it's part of our Saturday mornings and they, they have to come whether they like it or not. I've heard a few times now on the podcast, the, the podcast before yours, especially we talked a lot about park running from, from a family perspective. Um, that runner also, he also takes his kids along to park run every Saturday morning. It's become quite an event for them. Plus they've got a couple of other families and they hook up and yep. uh, go to various park runs and have, you know, brunch or whatever afterwards. So it's become a yep. bit of a whole family thing and we talked about how you hope then also that the kids it, it sort of becomes part of their toolbox so even if they don't choose to run when they become adults and they can make their own choices they'll still know they can if they want to or need to in the future because it sort of becomes a yeah. bit, of, bit of their life toolbox which I think is really cool and a great example to give them and an opportunity yeah. you know, and experience so park run's been pretty amazing in that yeah, way, yeah, very good. Yeah. making it really accessible to so many people. I love it. Yeah. Um, when you're doing these runs, are you mostly running by yourself or do you run with others sometimes as well? Uh, as in like the events or training? No, no, just training. So when you're doing your 5K yeah. run, obviously so, yeah, mo Most of them are done by myself. Yeah. Um, but I do have a mate that lives down the road. Or I say down the road, but about 7Ks away from me. Uh -huh. And I'll meet up with him maybe once a week. Um, maybe more or less, depending on what we've got going on. Yeah. And we're pretty evenly matched in in pace. Mm -hmm. um, I'm probably a little bit faster than, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll catch up for a run um, quite often. And there's other people um, that I'll catch up for a run with. But most of my runs are on my own, and just yeah. with the nature of my runs as well, because a lot of them are just running to and from work. It's yeah. Yeah, a bit harder to kind of meet up with people for those runs. Yeah. And um, but yeah, when you're running to work and, and home from work, do you listen to things or are you mostly running? You know, um, so yeah, I've thoughts? gotten into audiobooks a lot lately. Yeah, so um, I've always got a new audiobook to listen to, and if it's not an audiobook, it'll be a podcast. I very yeah. rarely listen to music. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know for some reason, I just gravitate towards those mm -hmm. podcasts and audiobooks. So I can kind of kill two birds with one stone, like I can get my running done and I can also be learning something at the same time. Yeah. Mobile university, I used to call it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so you pretty much always listen to stuff though. So you often have that, have some. Kind yeah. Of, um, I, I do when I'm training with, with the events, I, I will do it during events, but I try not to do it too much. Like, especially when okay. I'm doing sort of anything more than 24 hours, I don't like to have the earphones in my ears for that long. I, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I might do it for like, yeah, I might do it for like three hours at a time. Yeah. Um, but the, the events like the backyards um, and the 24 hours to an extent are, are quite social runs, especially yeah. when you're doing the loops and you can be, yeah, you can be at different paces normally. But, yeah, when you're doing a backyard, you're all trying to do that same, same. distance in mm -hmm. that sort of 40 to 50 minute thing. Mm -hmm. So it's not about running fast or anything. I'm happy to. Just run a bit slower or even walk yeah, and just, just you know, chat with the other people and yeah. and have that sort of social side of it yeah just keep moving forward that's <laughs> one, it that's one it. foot in front of the other uh, what sort of things are you thinking about or is do you find that your you focus very much on the whatever you're listening to um yeah so i, I do try to focus on what i'm listening to mm -hmm. um yeah sometimes if i'm not focusing on it yeah, I'll I'll just switch it off because I don't want to like listen to a book and then get to the end of it and like not know what's happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that'll that'll happen with the with the big events. Um, if I'm listening to something and it's a new book, and I start to not pay attention to it, I'll switch to something um, that I've listened to heaps of times before. Yeah. Um, like I have a few go-to books, so Harry Potter or Ready oh. Player One. Awesome. Um, Love it. They're, they're just good books that I can listen to. And if I tune out, it doesn't matter because when I come back, you know, to where it, I, I know what's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I'm not listening to audiobooks, I've, I've gotten into mindfulness and uh, meditation a bit lately. So, really? That's yeah. amazing. I love that. So Tell me about just that. Just as I'm running around, I'm, yeah. I'm listening to the sounds around me. I'm feeling mm -hmm. like the wind and feeling mm -hmm. the ground under my feet. Um, and stuff like that and just trying to embrace like being in the moment being present um, yeah exactly mm. um, and 
so the 24 hour run that I just did for the first, I think 10, 11 hours, um, I was yeah just focusing on that meditation and mindfulness. Um, I wanted to put off putting the headphones in for as long as possible. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it, yeah, it got to about 10 or 11 hours in and then I'm like, yeah, I think I'll pull the audio book out now. I think I'm good now. <laughs> I'm chill now. I, yeah. um, I often talk about on the podcast the fact that um, science now shows us that what's going on in our minds when we're running, especially when we get into a flow or you put yourself into that, which is what you just described, the same yeah. things are going on as if you were meditate, like sitting down meditating, doing, you know, a not moving meditation that we're all kind of the traditional type. Our brains are doing the same thing, like creating the same, same neural pathways and things. So running can be a very, and is, as you would know, a very meditative um, activity. Yeah. So yeah. it's really cool that you're doing that on purpose. Yeah. I love it. That's why I'm yeah. trying to get more people to think about it like that and more runners because we're such busy people, you know, and yeah. we tend to rush everywhere. And um, sometimes we don't, even though we're um, a little bit in touch with their bodies, um, runners can be not in touch with their bodies because they're always just go, go, go. And they don't give themselves those moments, which they can do while they're running, which is what you were just talking about. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, it's really exciting. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, that gets me. When someone else talks about something that I'm kind yeah. of really into at the moment, um, it makes you go, wow, other people do think about it like I do. So, yeah. really cool. so I actually got into it because um, I've, at my events before, um, particularly with the backyards, I've had like one of my friends does uh, hypnotherapy. Yeah. So he'll, he'll do like in my little 15-minute break that I'll get, he'll, he'll give me a bit of hypnotherapy. And whether it's to help me get to sleep um, or to like, help sort out any niggles yeah. or just help calm me down or anything like that I found that really helpful um, and the way that I describe it is it's kind of like a guided meditation it's not yeah. like hypnosis like mm. you know you see on the movies and stuff it's not like that it's, it's just it's just a very sort of calming soothing sort of thing yeah um, and I just wanted a way to um, kind of do that on my own mm. Yeah, um, and I started, um, yeah, so I started with, working with a guy called Rob Donkersloot, who um, is a running coach, but he does yeah. like a lot of mind focus stuff as well. Yeah. So his company is called Mind Focus Running. Um, I and have to look that up. Yeah, so he works with people um, as a running coach, but also having the meditation side of it as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've, I've been working with him in the lead up to that 24 hour mm -hmm. track ultra. And a lot of the stuff I learned from him, I found really helpful when when doing that run. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. I might actually find that and uh, link to it in the show notes because I think it could be really helpful for lots yeah. of people. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. I've, I created um, for a couple of people, several of my friends, some um, guided runs where they would just teaches them to get in touch with with their mind and with their bodies and what's going on. And just like you described, you know, what's going on in your body, what's going on with outside. You know, what can yeah. you feel, what can you smell, all that kind of stuff. So just being in yeah. touch with with um, the present moment. So yeah, I'd love to explore um, some more of that, which I will. So thank you. That's really exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm just, now I just want to, oh, hold on. Let's, I just want to go look that up. Um, but before I do, we will, I want to um, learn a little bit more about your motivations for running. What do you, what have you got coming up next? I know you said something a minute ago. Yeah, so ago. Birdie's Backyard is in three weeks. Um, three weeks, only three weeks. Yeah, but yeah, still undecided as to whether I'm yeah doing that as just a training run or if I'm going to go and try crack. and take out the last one standing. Mm -hmm. um, well, that would be hard for me to enter it and, and not have the goal <laughs> of being last one standing. Of course. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but my, my big plans is, um, so the, basically the World Championships for Backyard Racing is done <laughs> in Tennessee. Oh, wow. um, and they meet every two years. So yep. next year in 2023, um, my goal is to get into that race. So I need to qualify for that race. Um, yeah, and so qualify for that race. That? Yeah, there's a, a race in Victoria in October this year, mm -hmm. um, which is like the Australian. It's, it's kind of like the World Championships, but it's done in each country. So yeah. um, how do I explain this? So each mm -hmm. country has their own backyard race and they all start at the same time. And it's yeah. all streamed so you can see what the other countries are doing. But each country is, a, is still its own individual race. So 
as soon as yeah. the second last person from Australia drops out, that last person only does one more lap, mm-hmm. even if there's still other people going in other countries. Okay. Yep. And mm-hmm. then the winner of that will get automatic entry into the world championships next year. So that's okay. my goal for, for this year to do, to do that one. Um, yeah, that's with the exciting. aim of getting into Big's backyard next year. Um, the other way you can get into it, um, if I don't enter that one, is um, you just have to get a really big total. So whoever doesn't get that automatic entry, yeah, they, they basically rank who's got the most yards at any backyard ultra. Mm-hmm. And then the top, I think it was the top 25 mm-hmm. or something, get, get through. Get so at the moment with my, 50, with my 51 laps, I sit at about 25th Ooh. so I'll probably get bumped off between now and then yeah um I think it was 24th or 25th um, wow. but yeah not no doubt there'll be someone come along that can beat me and bump me off so yeah I either have to go and, and win that one in October this year or go somewhere where I can get a really big total and get myself higher on that list do they have a male and it's probably a very silly question do they have a male and female version of it or is it everybody's in the same pot everyone's in the same race so it's it's one of the few um races where they actually just have everyone together so it's called the last one standing exactly yeah Yeah. that's interesting Ah. yeah so um a question we'll often get women take take it out as well Mm. so Mm. yes we're very strong especially (laughs) it's not like you have to be you know like the fastest it's more about um um, sustaining that yeah Yeah. and sustaining endurance and yeah Mm. that's right that's the word i'm looking for endurance yeah Yep. So it's so, so it's different, isn't it? Like then, yep. then who can run the fastest mile or the fastest whatever? Yeah, mm, I love it. Um, when do you think you first called yourself a runner? This is an identity question that I tend to ask people in the podcast. Um, first time I called myself a runner would have been at some point in high school. Yeah, I, I don't remember a specific sort of moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I would say the first time I called myself an ultra runner was when I finished um, Birdie's front yard when I got the 48 laps. Yeah. So even after I'd done Birdie's backyard and did 39 laps and got second, for some reason I still didn't really consider myself an ultra runner. I kind of felt maybe like a little bit of imposter syndrome. Like okay. I wasn't meant to finish in the top two here. Like yeah. that was just a kind of fluke. But it was, yeah, once I'd done all of my, like with Herdy's, I was very goal-driven for that. And I, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah all my training and everything was all geared towards that. So when mm-hmm. I, I did that and I performed really well and it all went according to my plan. Um, yeah. At that point, when I finished that race, I was like, okay, now I'm an ultra runner. Now I am. I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay. So you talked about, I don't know if you had many injuries or is it just that after some of these really intense, like long runs that your body just needs a bit of a break or have you actually had some injuries that have yeah so I've had some injuries but it's it's never been anything too major um Mm -hmm. like I haven't had any stress fractures or anything like that it's normally just um yeah something to do with the muscles or the tendons yeah like niggles Um, and things from that yeah lots of distance like the run that I just did I wasn't injured but my legs were just so sore that I just I couldn't run on them like I was walking around in crutches the next day I was going through the airports in a wheelchair um that sounds horrible (laughs) yeah it's just all part of the experience isn't it obviously I could just yeah yeah, for me it's just the stairs after you know an ultra marathon it's like oh yeah stairs but I've got a really good physio and a really good podiatrist so whenever I sort of get the inkling of something coming on I I go and see them like they Yeah. yeah they sort me out and yeah, I'm never, I'm never out of running mm. for, for too long. I think the longest I've had to stop for is maybe two or three weeks. And in that time, I, I started riding a bike, which I really didn't like. So I'm like, <laughs> I just got to do this to maintain my fitness and to get to and from work. And yeah. So you didn't like it much because that's often another question I ask is how, how was it when, you know, if your identity is around, I'm a runner and then you can't run for a little period. How do you feel about that? A little period, I think, is okay. Um, mm. Like in some ways, those those times where I've had to stop my streak, it's been like, oh, I don't mm. have to run today. This is nice. I can just stay at home all day. <laughs> I can chill out on the couch and relax. <sighs> um, but I think, yeah, when I sort of get to that point where it's yeah, like two or three weeks, 
like, yeah, I really want to be out there running and yeah, mm. or go and do cycling or swimming or something. But it's just, it's, it's not the same. It's, no, uh, it's just I'm doing that as, as a means to an end, like to, to maintain that fitness. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you just want, once you get out there again, when you're ready to run and you get out there for your first run and you just like feel the wind, like going across your face and it just, it's like, yep, this is what I want to be doing. I love it. Um, how long do you think you'll run for? Um, until I die. Nice. I think. So <laughs> even, even if it's not running, like um, on, on my street, when I go out for my run each morning, um, every now and then I'll see, I'll see this this old couple that'll be walking and they, they walk down the street very slowly. The man's got his walking stick, but, you know, they're out there every day walking and I'm just like, that'll be me when I'm older. Even, you know, if I can't run anymore, I'll still be getting out of, out of my house each day to, to mm-hmm. go for that little walk. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I, I can't, unless I get some sort of catastrophic injury or something, I can't picture a scenario where I don't want to get out there and, yeah. and run. I love that. Um, how do you, in saying all that, how do you think running has improved your life? If you had to choose one thing, what do you think it's given your life that you wouldn't have if you had not started this um, running as an adult? Pro- probably um, the, the running community, like the social side of running. Okay. Like I, I've, I'm never much of a, a people person. Like I, I don't talk a lot. Um, but yeah, when it comes to running, I can just, as you know from this podcast, I can just talk all day about it. But yeah, if if I you know go to a party or something with non-running people, um, I would just be that person that kind of just stands quietly in the corner or whatever, and I don't oh. really get involved in the conversations yeah. and that. But just being part of the running community, it's like I'm a different person, and um, wow. I just find it really easy to talk to people whilst yep. running or about running, and yeah. um, I've just yeah made so many close friends through the running community. Um, and yeah, just even people that I wouldn't normally think I would have um, talked to in any other aspect of life. But mm. when we, when you have that thing of running in common, um, yeah, you just get on really well. So got that connection. Yeah, I, um, it's interesting because you said it's not like you fill your training life with other runners either. So it's quite um, refreshing that. You, it's because of the style of events I think you go to as well, be it the park yeah. runs or these background backyard yeah. ultras where it, like even everybody gets involved whether they're yeah. um, racing or um, and it's not it's not just the running it's um you know go, going down to um like the tribe and trail shop here which is like the ultra series headquarters yeah. and just hanging out with people there whether it's like volunteering or just going there to buy something or um you know they'll they'll do parties um like end of year parties there where they give away free race entries and things like that so just just going along to that and and catching up with these people outside of a running event and you just see them and they're wearing normal clothes and you know like jeans and a t-shirt and you're like oh you look different (laughs) because they're not wearing the running stuff um but yeah so even even if you're not running there's still that whole other social side of of, yeah the the volunteering and just you know um you know groups of people go um, go for a run, but then catch up for a beer afterwards, and yeah, you can just yeah. I it's a very that. it's a very social sport. As much as it's, it's individual. a solitary mm. sport, um, yeah. and I, a lot of my training runs will be out there on my own. I'm still a part of that running community, and yeah. just through you know comments on Strava or you mm-hmm. know social media and things like that, you just you know have this connection, and um, yeah, you get to know a lot of people and. Um, yeah, people that you just get on really well with. Yeah, so. I love that. I love it. <laughs> I know that that comment about um, I've always got my hair up when I'm running, and so most weekends my hair is up all the time. And so, um, yeah. and there are a lot of my running friends I only really see on the weekends, whether it's at running club or park run or or some other place. But it's running. I'm usually running. So when you do see them in a social setting, and you know, I don't my hair down or whatever, it's like, yeah. oh, hold on. <laughs> almost didn't recognize it and it's the same when I run into people who I only see when I'm you know when we're at events or something like that it's quite funny (laughs) kind of not in our running gear it's that social aspect which is awesome I particularly think the style of running that you're doing um, as well as trail runs and and those kind um, definitely lead to that 
more community feel um, yeah. aspect to them, which is really nice. Yeah. And Parkrun too, obviously has a more community element. Yeah. Lovely. Um, so one of the last questions I generally ask people is that, is there anything that we haven't talked about in regards to running that you would like to share? on the podcast oh it's probably heaps of stuff i haven't talked about we can um, always have another episode at some point if there is. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say how, how much time we've got exactly um, <laughs> uh, I, I think we've covered a lot of the a lot of the important things so yeah yeah well yeah in that case the last question i ask people on the podcast is do you have any tips for beginner runners so if somebody came up to you phil what would and said to you I really want to start running. Where would you tell them? How did you help tell them to start? Um, yeah, probably start small and work your way up. Mm -hmm. um, don't try to do too much at once. Um, yeah, make it social. So find that group of people to, to run with or um, to meet up with once every now and then. Um, and yeah, just focus. Uh, I touched on this earlier in the podcast, but just focus on the, on the journey and the experience more. Mm -hmm. Um, like it, it's great to have goals and have, have those things to aim towards. Um, but as well as that, yeah, ha have the, the journey and the experience to, to focus on as well. Mm, yeah, I love that. Um, it's a really solid point, actually, because the goals will come and they'll go. But yeah. it's, it's what's always there is the journey to that next goal. It's got a yeah. very philosophical way to put it. But it is important that we enjoy the process of getting there, enjoy that journey yeah. as much as we enjoy reaching that goal because it's very transient. The actual goal is yeah. gone you know, very quickly. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. All of us who've um, done lots of races that we might have spent you know, months training for and you cross that line and like, okay, next. <laughs> yeah. like... Things can happen, like you can get injured or you know, yeah. a lot of races have been cancelled lately because of COVID. And so mm. if you just focus all of your energy into hitting that particular goal at that race and then something happens out of your control then you, yeah you can feel a bit lost but if you instead just focus on the journey and the experience of, mm. of, of the process um then yeah where when you know things like that do happen something gets cancelled you you're not left completely devastated like you've still had a, a good experience mm. yeah i love that i really do it's actually a really important point a question that um, that i just thought of is which is like the now the last question rather than the last question yep. <laughs> Yep. And it's a silly one, really. But how many running pairs of running shoes do you have? <laughs> do you rotate through your shoes or do you? I, I have a lot. Um, and I've probably somewhere between 10 and 20 currently. But that you're actually um, running like you, so you'll run in them. Yeah, over. so I've got my favourites um, oh, that I'll run in, do, do like most of my running in. But then depending on, you know, where I'm running, how long I'm running for, um, is it a race or a training run? Like I've yeah. got all different shoes depending on yeah, what, what type of run I'm going to be doing. That's amazing. Um, so, yeah, I've got, I've got a lot. Um, that does sound like then, a lot. <laughs> yeah. When, when they get up to about a thousand Ks, I'll, um, I'll, I'll generally retire them. So you keep, um, um, you do keep a track of them? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So Every time I upload my run onto Strava, I got to go in and pick what shoes I wore, um, and that yeah, that keeps track of it pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I do like the big races, like the backyards and the, the mm -hmm. twenty four hours, I'll take maybe five or six pairs of shoes and I'll alternate during the run. And are they the same pair of shoes, like the same model or whatever that you take then, or are they? Uh, yes. Different? Well, yes and no. I'll have different models, but then I will mm -hmm. also have multiple pairs of the same. Okay. model mm -hmm. um because yeah i might need to change it because you know one, one of the pairs of shoes is wearing on the wrong spot on my foot or something and causing me a blister or wow. um yeah or, or the shoes have just got wet and i need to put on a dry pair or you know the course might have gotten muddier or something and i need to you know put on a better trail shoe yeah um yeah lot, lots of reasons i might need to change shoes um yeah, the, the 24 hour one actually that i just did I had the, the one pair of shoes and the one pair of socks and I did not have to stop at all to change them. And I had no blisters at the end. So I was quite happy with that. Oh, wow. Is that because it was just on a, like a track? Do you think Is it, the surface was pretty? Yeah, yeah, it probably has something to do with that, but I've just um, started a new foot care routine as well, like before my events. So this is the first time I tried this 
um, but seven days, seven days leading up to the event, just using squirrel's nut butter on my feet and then covering in with socks overnight. Yeah. And just, yeah, did that for seven days and on the morning of the event. Um, so I think that that really, really helped. But yeah, wow. the track definitely probably had something to do with it as well. So that's you kind like, of you softened yeah. it up your feet and I guess so yeah. they didn't get you know, so many hard bits and then get blisters and hard, you know. Yeah. That's interesting. That's crazy. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, that was a, a kind of random question to throw at you because yeah. um, I've been running for a really long time and mostly only ever had one pair of shoes at a time. And it's not till I started this podcast last year that I found out that most people have at least two or three pairs of shoes that they rotate yeah. through. And then you tell me you've got 20. And I'm like, really have been doing this whole yeah. running thing. Oh, between 10 and 20. <laughs> That's amazing. It might, it might not be that many, but yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't really keep count of them. Um, mm. But I've got a, a big box out of my patio with them. It sounds it, so. like it would need to be a big box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Maybe you should um, buy a running shoe store. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. That's awesome. All right. It has been a delight to talk to you, Phil, and to get to know you more. Yeah. And um, yeah, your running journey is quite inspiring uh, and what you're doing with it. And best of luck with your races coming up this year. It sounds like you've got lots of goals coming up especially going over to america and, and competing over there so hopefully that all comes off for you at yep, the end of the year that you, you uh, achieve that get chosen for that would be very exciting let us know um yeah so thank you for sharing your time we really appreciate right. it thanks for having me thank you for listening to the fit mind fit body podcast i'd love to talk to you about your running journey so send me a message on facebook or on the website and let's do it for a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and i'll see you there plus i'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode and before you go I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.